0: God in heaven, we thank you for gathering us here today. Guide us in your word each and every day that we might always trust you, that we might know that Jesus Christ is the true Messiah, the one through whom we are saved, the only one through whom we are saved. In his name we pray, amen. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, amen. <clears throat> I'm just gonna apologize right now. I've You can probably hear it already. My voice is weak this morning for some reason. Um, So just bear with me, please. We've uh, been working through this Unchained series, this Reformation series. And uh, in case you haven't picked it up, in case you didn't realize it yet, uh, this Reformation series has been based on the solas, S-O-L-A, and then kind of an S there, but the solas of the Reformation. So the first week, of this series was scripture unchained based in the, the Sola that we call Sola scriptura that it is only in the revealed Word of God that we find the true faith that we find the truth that God has given to us about life and salvation, and that it is only there that we find that it's not in the, the customs, even the traditions of the church it 's in Scripture alone. The second week was was grace unchained, sola gratia, that it is by grace that we are saved, and by grace alone. There's nothing that we can do to earn that salvation. It is only by grace, the, the work of God, giving it to us as a free gift. And then the third week, last week, faith unchained, sola fide. It is by grace that we are saved, but we only receive that through faith. Again, not by our own works, but only by the faith that God gives gives us uh, in, in his working in our lives. Today, as you can see, we have Christ unchained, Solus Christus. And then next week will be life unchained, soli deo deo gloria. That's the Latin for to God alone be the glory. So today, again, Christ unchained, when I was given this as the assignment for the the, uh, sermon series, I have to admit, like, the first thing I thought was, when was Christ ever chained? (laughs) Like, I don't know how he was ever chained. And so if I'm supposed to preach on Christ unchained, then I have to figure out how he was chained, but I don't really know how that would be. So I had to kind of work through it. So I thought, all right, let's just, let's just go through what this Christ thing means. So, so who or what is Christ? It comes from the Greek word, Christos. It literally means the one who has been anointed. That's the Greek word, for a Hebrew word that means the same thing, the anointed one. And that Hebrew word, maybe you've heard it before, it's Mashiach. And we get our English word Messiah from that. And it's this idea that there is this one who is anointed to do the work of God in a very unique way. And it's a singular, the one, the anointed one. And this anointed one we, we hear about throughout the Old Testament. This anointed one is the one who was foretold since the day, even the moment almost, that Adam and Eve first sinned. This is the one who was promised to be the Savior. And, and this promise was renewed over and over throughout the Old Testament days in promises like the one given to Abraham was renewed. And it was renewed in the promises like the one given to King David. And then through many others, you heard Isaiah, the prophet. And through the prophets, this was promised over and over and renewed through them. In Isaiah, you heard this in in 9 verse 6, for to us, a child is born. That really doesn't sound like much of a promise, does it? It's kind of just a statement of like, okay, there's a baby born, okay, fine. And that doesn't really sound like it would have much to do with a Messiah, does it? Babies aren't very good at saving the world usually. Yeah, maybe Jack-Jack, but that's probably about it, right? You know, but that was a promise that was part of the renewing of the promises that this anointed one would be coming. And to be absolutely clear, there's no question this is none other than, of course, Jesus of Nazareth, the Son of Mary. Now, I'm not going to try to prove that through, to you through the Scriptures this morning. That's not the point, because the point is Christ unchained, the Messiah unchained, the Anointed One. But here's what we need to consider. If Jesus truly is the Messiah, then he is nothing less Than the Messiah. So take this for example. If Jesus is a great moral teacher, if he's a a deep philosopher, if he is the founder of the Christian religion, but if he's not the Son of God, if he's not the, the one who is the Son of the living God and also Son of Man, If he is all those things, but he's not the Lamb of God who paid for your sins and paid for my sins, then he's no Messiah. If he's not the Lamb of God, if he's not the Son of God, if he's not true God and also true man, he's much less than a Messiah. In fact, he would be just like us. And then he would be chained. Then he would be just another human stuck in sin, bound to the consequences of sin, bound to sickness and even death. But that's not who Jesus is. Of course, there are many in the world who deny Jesus as the Messiah, as the the anointed, the promised one. Jews deny him. Sadly, there are many Jews around the world, and and many of them do proclaim Jesus as the Messiah. We're often referred to as Messianic Jews, but it's a very small percentage of Jews. Muslims, of course, they they will claim Jesus as a very important prophet, along with the other prophets, you know, like Moses and Muhammad but they will not claim Jesus as the the crucified son of God who who died and paid for our sins. Other world religions will say all kinds of different things about who Jesus is. Many Americans will say all kinds of different things, like, for example, like I said, you know, that he's, he's a great guy. He had great teachings on morality and those kinds of things. But... Frankly, many around the world will, will see him as hateful, bigoted, mean, crazy, kind of off his rocker, bonkers, you know. Some will say he didn't exist. History shows pretty clearly that, yes, there truly was a man, Jesus of Nazareth, who truly existed in history. And there aren't many that say he doesn't exist, but we have all kinds of other ideas. And, and really... To be honest, if Jesus is not the Son of God, if he's not truly God, and and you listen to and you read the things that he claimed, frankly, he is bonkers. He is crazy. But he is the Son of God. So his claims are good and true. And as I've laid out this spectrum of these ideas about Jesus, from you know somewhere around this off your off his rocker bonkers, you know, to truly the Son of God, truly Mashiach, truly the Christ, it's worth taking a moment and, and you answering for yourself, where is your belief in Jesus along this spectrum? Consider that just for a moment at least. Where is your belief? In that, Because salvation comes through him alone. Again, that's the point. Solus Christus. It's only through Christ. Nothing in this world will save us eternally. But sometimes we act like it. Sometimes we act like certain things in this life will save us and make everything right. <clears throat> sometimes we think that Just follow this. If we elect the right president, the right governor, if we get the right laws in place, well, then then we'll be good. Everything will be right again. And we can get very, very noisy about that sometimes, right? Now, let's make this clear. I am 100% unreserved against Proposal 3 in the state of Michigan. There is no question in my mind that if Proposal 3, this amendment to our Michigan Constitution, passes in the ballot coming up very soon, that it will open the door to horrible things for Michigan and for the citizens of Michigan. There is no doubt in my mind. It clearly legalizes and allows abortion to a degree that would place us in the top five nations of the world when it comes to unrestricted elective abortions. But, whether that passes or not, my and your eternal salvation will still be rooted in Christ alone. We must not forget that. Blocking it will not automatically bring anyone to faith. Blocking it, and I hope that it is blocked. I pray that it is blocked. But blocking it will not save anybody's soul. Even though sometimes we can get very loud about those things. And again, the moral atrocity that would come as a result of passing, Proposal 3, would stink to high heaven. But our gospel... Our gospel mission will remain the same either way. I confidently and firmly stand against proposal three because it is clearly against God's word. Now, let's balance that. Consider proposal one and two, because if there's a proposal three, there must be one and two, right? So there are other proposals on the ballot. Those are a completely different story. Those are completely different. Those have to do with election laws, term limits, and some of the things related to that. I don't have a desire, I don't have a need at all to share about those from right here. Because if I stood here and told you what I think about those, it would only be exactly that. It would be what I think. Because, you know, God's word doesn't say too much about elections and term limits and voter ID and all that kind of stuff, right? It doesn't speak on those things. But just like Proposal 3, they have no bearing whatsoever on the work of the gospel, on the work of salvation that God is doing in our lives, through the church, and in the world. Salvation is through Christ alone. And he is not chained by human laws. So let's, let's get back a little bit to the unchained part. So we have Jesus, the Messiah, the promised anointed one. And I still don't figure out where he was chained, right? He was promised from the beginning and and he was active throughout the Old Testament. Jesus, the pre-incarnate son of God, the pre-incarnate word of God. He was active in creation itself. He was active bringing the children of Israel out of the house of slavery in Egypt. Jesus did that. Jesus was active in so many other ways throughout the Old Testament. But this this is where the chains actually come in. I realized that, that he did limit himself. He actually... Chained himself, in a sense, whenever he humbled himself, whenever he took on human flesh. See, as, as true God, but also as true man, he did this for our sake. He limited. Himself. We just talked about this in Confirmation over the past two weeks. It's a really hard thing to figure out, this whole true God, true man thing. And, and when did he work according to his divine nature? When did he work according to his human nature? But the fact remains, he limited himself. He even chained our sins to himself. The scripture says it this way, that he became sin. So that we could become the righteousness of God. He became sin, the one who knew no sin. And he died. He overcame and defeated sin for our sake. He did chain. He did limit himself when he died on the cross. God does not die, but Jesus died. And in him, God died on the cross. He limited himself in that way. And then he broke those chains he came to life again and let's just understand let's just be clear on this right this isn't like jesus is laying dead in the grave and he had to like summon all of his divine powers and flex everything he had to break out he's god for crying out loud all he had to do was get up and he walked away from that tomb He was raised from the dead. He raised himself from the dead. Paul says it this way. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. The first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. And this Jesus, he will never be bound again. The victory is won. It's over. Now that Christ lives fully unchained in our lives through faith, we thank him with our lives. We praise him and give him all of the glory. That's the last sola that Pastor Sean is going to talk about next week. To God alone be the glory. So for today, I'm not going to go down that road at all. I'm going to leave that for Pastor Sean. For today, we remember that Christ chained himself. Jesus is the one true Messiah who chained himself, bound our sins to himself took them to the cross, died and rose again, and now he lives in and through us. To God alone be the glory. In Jesus' name, amen.